We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Welcome on, friend of the show, Mr. Zach Boyd from the No Horsing Around podcast. Zach, man, it's been a minute. I know life has probably been crazy for you as well. Uh, man, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Cody, thanks as always for having me on. Um, and it's getting to that point where we're starting to get that itch again, right? Getting ready to talk about OTAs. The schedule was, was released on Tuesday and just excited to get to actual football and get down to it and see what some of these young players have in store with this new, uh, you know, coaching regime and really just this new era of Indianapolis Colts football. Yes, exactly. And with that, I wanted to preface this video because I know there's probably some people who are about ready to type some things up uh, or comment some things. And so I want to preface this video talking about overrated and underrated position groups on the Indianapolis Colts by saying this. The Colts won four games last year, so it's kind of difficult to say a certain position is overrated, but I think the reasoning, Zach, as we were kind of talking about what some of those positions might be, is we kind of thought like they're not, it's not like we're saying these positions are bad or necessarily like positions that lack talent or anything like that. Like what we're more getting at is like some of these positions, I think people can have a tendency to think, oh, this position's fine or this position's proven when they really haven't proven anything quite yet, right? They've, there's been some flashes, but like it hasn't necessarily like fully translated yet. Now, at this point next year, it could. You know, we could be talking about it as a strength. But as it stands right now, those are kind of some of the reasons why we have certain positions or have certain things, you know, because we aren't just talking about position groups. We're talking about, you know, just overall on the team – um, as well. So that's kind of why we say that. But let's start there, Zach. Let's start with that, with some of the overrated position groups that we're talking about. Not that we're saying the positions are bad, but like overrated maybe a little bit by some of the fans for the inexperienced yeah, I mean, people. I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess like you were kind of saying in the intro there, uh, start off with the tight end group. Um, just a lot of the unknowns, Cody. You know, we talked about it before we got on here. So much talent in that room. Everybody's so high as as I am on, you know, Jelani Woods, Colin Granson. You got a Mo Alley Cox in there. We'll see what happens with that. Some young guys, you know, it'd be nice to get Drew Ogletree back, you know, off coming off that terrible ACL injury last year. 
uh, Mallory that we drafted. A lot of talent, but we just don't have a guy yet. You know, we hope to develop that. A guy who's really broke out and has any reason for us to say, hey, this is a absolute bona fide superstar in the tight end room. It's just a lot of really good, talented pieces. And it's up to Shane Steichen to kind of mold that clay together and see what he can get out of that tight end group. Um, a la Dallas Goddard, like he did, you know, in Philadelphia in his time there. So for that reason, I would say that they're a little bit overrated because there's just so much hype around that position without a lot of production to back that up at this point. Now, you mentioned it earlier. If we get into this time next year and do another overrated, you know, underrated, this tight end group could just take off. And then we're not even talking about that and having that same discussion anymore. Absolutely. And I think when you look at the skilled positions on the Colts right now, Zach, I mean, it's pretty fair to say the tight end room, maybe due to a lack of you know experience, is clearly the position that you have the most questions about right now. I mean, it's, it's clearly the least experienced position. Um, you know, you have some pieces that you like. I'm not arguing that there's not talent there because there clearly is with guys. We talked about Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson, who I thought looked nice when he was actually given targets last year. And you have Will Mallory, who you drafted. You know, you brought in a couple other guys in the offseason as well. Um, and then obviously Drew Ogletree coming back too. But like the fact that, Zach, when you look at like, so for example, just if people are curious, like Jonathan Taylor, we already know what he's able to provide at the running back position. You know, he he led the league, so there's no real questions there on can he do it, right, and about that room really, other than can he stay healthy. Um, you know, Michael Pittman, I mean, I know it's a little bit less, you know, but he's proven he's been in a 1,000-yard receiver. I was just looking at it, Zach. Out of all the tight ends right now, um, Mo Ali Cox is obviously the veteran in that room, and the most – his best year he's ever had came in 2020 when he had 31 catches uh, for 394 yards and two touchdowns. So that should tell you everything about kind of the lack of experience and the lack of really provenness with this group. Because even the veteran in this room has never really been anything special, Zach. So I think for that reason, why we like this group and we think there's definitely some talent here that can be developed, I just think it's fair to put him on here right now and see what happens. And if they prove us wrong and, you know, if they prove themselves, then we're going to be more than happy about that. But uh, some talent here, but not quite proven as of yet. So that's the first one here talking about overrated. Um, another one, Zach, that I think when you talk about flashes, this is certainly one that I think has shown flashes, but you haven't really seen the production standpoint. And that's the pass rush department. I mean, we already know, and I think more I could maybe highlight even like the defensive end position, maybe more than even like defensive tackle, because we already know Buckner. I'm going to focus probably more on the pass rush on the edge than anything, just because, you know, you have Quiddy Pay, you have Dio Dangbo, you brought in Samson Mabukum in the offseason, but really none of these guys have proven that they can be, you know, great to elite players at their position as of yet. Now, it's going to be a big year for some of these guys, but, uh, I think maybe some people are thinking this pass rush, I mean, is going to be, you know, something special. I mean, they were pretty good last year, but why do you have them here, Zach, as maybe a little bit of an overrated position here? Well, I, I think for a lot of the same exact reasons, Cody, that we talked about the tight end position group, a wealth of talent, but we just haven't seen anybody be necessarily dominant in that group, right? You know, Rick Venturi, a guy that I, we love listening to here on local radio, always talks about you got to have that ambient guy on your defense. 
guy that keeps the coaches up at night. Like, how do we game plan for this game wrecker? We don't really have a game wrecker when it comes to that position. We hope we develop into that. You know, A, we haven't seen Quiddy Pay be able to be healthy for a full season. You know, he's he's had some of these hamstring and ankle injuries that have kind of lingered early on in his career. Um, a real good, you know, trajectory for him, but, but we just haven't had a chance to see a big enough sample size. You know, you mentioned earlier, you know, you got you got Samson, you Beckham, you know, he he is a guy that I'm most hopeful in. Kind of an a la, you know, you go back to Danico Autry when we signed that guy, we were like, what is this about? You know, but Chris Ballard and that staff does a really good job of identifying players that fit well in their system. Um, and you really hope that that translates very, very well. But just nobody, he wasn't a full-time starter there. He's going to get his opportunity probably here in Indy. Nobody there has really had an opportunity to just go crazy, you know, and have that double-digit sack total. Um, for that reason, I would say a little bit overrated because I think we're we're fairly high on that group as we, you know, rightfully so, you know, in, in, in to some degree. But that being said, we got to see the production meet the expectations. And when we do, this conversation then again probably changes. Absolutely. Right. And traditionally with what Chris Ballard, you know, when it comes to free agency and defensive linemen, not always, but it seems like the guys that he dishes out a little bit of money for, you know, you think Danico Autry, Justin Houston, those guys have typically actually been pretty productive for Indianapolis. So like that, I guess, gives me a little bit of hope that like, this isn't just going to be another, you know, Isaac Rochelle situation where he's barely seeing the field. Like he's going to actually make an impact on this team. And, you know, with more snaps, I mean, he was a last year. I mean, Zach, with less snaps, he was a more productive player than Yannick Ngakwe in a lot of ways, except for really the sack department. So like people think it's going to be an upgrade because he's more of a three down player. But obviously, you know, he has to go out there and prove it as well. I mean, there's questions about him. Like people are saying, oh, man, you know, you paid all this money for a guy that's had five and a half sacks at the career high. Right. So he's got to go out there and prove it, prove it as well. So not just these young guys, but, but Abukam as well. So it'll be interesting. And uh, Zach, and you can disagree with me or if you want to, but I had this thought. If this group does not live up to like expectation this year, could we see Indianapolis with their first overall pick or their first pick in the you know in the in the draft? If there's a guy there, go and take a pass rusher in the first round. Like I don't think it's out of the question. I really don't. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, that's going to be a position to really monitor as the season goes. And Chris Ballard, you know, for all that he's done really, really well in the draft, hasn't hit on that, you know, that prime, that key pass rusher yet. You know, he's, he's had bits and pieces of guys. You had a Kamoko Ture that just couldn't stay healthy but had so much, you know, upside. Same thing with Quiddy Pay. Just hasn't been able to nail that pick yet. So, yeah, I think I agree with you 100%. This going to be a year coming in. If you don't get that production that you need from that position, you're definitely going to want to throw another dart at that board and try to upgrade at that position. Now, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm just kind of off topic, Cody, but there's been a little bit of rumblings, and I don't know how accurate it is. Maybe some interest with, you know, like a Chase Young, you know, coming over as well. That might be something fun to talk about down the road. Um and just because of that conversation makes me think that the Colts are aware that, you know, maybe we need to really keep a good eye on this, on this, you know, pass rushing unit and see if we need to upgrade at some point down the road. Yeah. And again, I mean, those are all rumors for a reason. Who knows if there's any validity yeah. there, but like, yeah, I mean, I think you always have to be diligent, right? I mean, you kick the can down the road at quarterback, eventually it bit you in the butt. And so pass rush, it's not like they've done that necessarily, but like, They've never, you know, Quiddy Pay's the only guy, to my knowledge, Zach, that they've really invested outside of obviously sub second round picks, but like Quiddy Pay, and even he was kind of a late first round pick. So they haven't really like gone in the top 10 type of guy. You know, they haven't had like a Chase Young type of prospect that they've, you know, had available at that point. So it would be interesting, you know, if they do finish five or six wins or whatever, they're, in, they're, they're around the top 10. Right. If they would go after or, like you said, go trade for a Chase Young or somebody like that, more of a proven guy to just kind of just figure it out, you know, because you got to figure it out eventually. Yeah. You got to hit somewhere. I mean, I think those, you know, quarterback and pass rush are some of the two of the most important and most difficult positions to find. And so if you can figure that out, I mean, you're going to be great. If you can, you know, get after the quarterback and if you can have an elite quarterback, you're going to do just fine. So, yeah, it'll be interesting nonetheless to see kind of how that kind of looks and, you know, how Quiddy and Dio and, and all these guys really look this year. And, and if it continues to be more of the same, I mean, the Colts might shake it up next year when it comes to some of these guys. So we shall see how that looks. I think the last one, Zach, that I want to talk about, and you mentioned Shane Steichen and how he's going to use you know, all these different guys, which I think is very true. But I think there's almost like a overcorrection in a certain way. I don't know if that's the right word, but like with some Colts fans, right, where they're like Frank Reich was all the issues with the Colts last year and Shane Steichen's going to come in and the culture is going to be crazy and they're going to be so good. And that could happen. You know, I could, I'm not saying that's not going to happen necessarily, but like I think some people think that it's going to just be like, it's just, you know, Shane Steichen's just going to like take this team to where we all thought they were going to go last year. Right. And, and I think maybe I would just caution people to pump the brakes a little bit on that. And that's why I have it here. Just maybe some, not that I don't think he can be a great coach, but I think there's maybe some blind faith in some of these new coaches that, you know, some of the things and some of the habits that they've gotten into are just going to go away like that. And I don't think necessarily that's going to happen Zach right away. I think it could, can happen certainly, but I think it, there's going to be some struggle. Like people, it's not going to be perfect. There's going to be some issues, and that's just kind of how it's going to be. You know, when you're rebuilding a roster like you are. So, what do you think about uh, you know the coaching staff and some maybe some of the blind faith that some people have put into it? Yeah, I mean, there, there's no magic pill, right, Cody? Like you can't just hire a new coach, a la like we did in the middle of the season, and auto, and automatically just change things around, right? Like you can't yeah. do that. Um, 
That doesn't mean that I'm down on them. That doesn't mean I don't have all the faith in the world in a Shane Steichen. But maybe I would say if you're a Colts fan, temper expectations just a bit. Like he's still going to be dealing with a very young quarterback. It's a new team. How is his system going to translate for this football team and what we have on this current roster and, you know, how it's been put together? A lot of unknowns. I think it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, like you said, blind faith to just assume that Shane Sykin's just going to come out here and just light the world on fire. And we're going to go out there and win 10, 11, 12 football games just by changing the coach. This may take time. That doesn't mean they're bad coaches. If we don't win as many games this year, time to develop. And I think that was one of the real things, the real hangups with, with Chris Ballard and Frank Wright. He just didn't feel like that Frank developed his players year over year as they got better. You know, it kind of is what it is when, when Frank was there. Um, that being said, I think Shane's going to be a very good teacher of football. Um, if you want to look at glass half full, who knows, maybe he does have like a Brian Dable rookie season, you know, where he really leans on his star running back and says, okay, we're going to really do the best we can, you know, to just draw some nice play designs, not turn the football over and play winning football. And maybe they do have a very successful season, but I think you're right in saying, Cody, definitely temper expectations. And let's just see how this thing plays out, you know, from week one to week 18, let's see how this thing all goes about. And, uh, should be fun. Yeah, it should be for sure. And you're right. I mean, I'm not saying that's out of the question. Not at all. I, I think that could happen. Like, I think that's the weird thing with the Colts this year is like, you just don't know. There's so many unknowns. There's a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, all these young guys you brought in, you know, the most draft picks in the you know modern era for this team. Like, I mean, that's a lot of unknowns at this point. And, and so with that, I think it's just like, you just, have no idea you can make assumptions you can make predictions but Richardson could look great he could look terrible you just don't really know until you put the pads on and it's week one like you just don't so that'll be interesting for sure um and that's why I almost put Richardson on here I know that would have stirred the pot for sure but I think you can kind of you have to kind of marry them together you know when you get a, a rookie head coach that's an offensive mind that's worked with some quarterbacks and a rookie quarterback, I think the expectations for both of them, I mean, for some people, I think have probably needed to be tempered just a little bit because of, you know, both of them. I mean, I mean Richardson, obviously, the lack of game experience, Steichen, the lack of head coaching experience. I mean, I think that is a factor for sure. So that's definitely one. So that does it, guys, for some of the overrated ones. Let's move on now, Zach, to some of the underrated positions. Right. And there's a lot of them because, like I said, the Colts won four games last year. So everybody's sleeping on pretty much every position for the Colts right now, maybe outside of Jonathan Taylor. Um, I mean, even Jonathan Taylor, maybe a little bit, too. We'll get into that. Um, But the first one is something we probably don't talk about enough. I think I would wager to say, Zach, a massive upgrade at the kicker position in Matt Gay. I mean, you go from where you were with the kicker position the last couple of years to where Matt Gay has been the last couple of years. I mean, I think I looked at some stats, Zach, whenever the Colts initially signed him. Matt Gay, I think, missed, has missed like four kicks in the last two seasons or something like that. That's less than the Colts missed all of last year, So, um, which is just crazy to me that that's actually a reality. But I think the Colts outside of Justin Tucker probably got the best or one of the best kickers in the NFL. And that's another position that we probably don't talk about enough. That was one that you really struggled to replace out of Vinatieri when, you know, he hung it up. So, I mean, that's definitely one that I think we need to talk about as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk about this. Um, everybody knows full well I've been a little bit little bit rough on Chris Ballard in the past as far as what he's done in free agency. I actually think this is one of his better signings that he's had. I know it seems silly to say, oh, well, how in the heck can a kicker, you know, be one of the best signings that he's had? But he didn't just get a kicker, Cody. He got an elite NFL kicker, right? Like that's a game changer. When you want to talk about at the end of the first half, end of football game, situational football, especially being a young team, well, your best friend's going to be that kicker. You want your points. I mean, how many points did we leave on the table, whether it be a missed kick, whether we were going for it because we were worried about our kicker being able to make that distance on the kick? I think 100% you're right. I mean, you can just take Justin T Tucker and put him on his own island. But other than that, I think we probably end up with one of the best two or three kickers in the whole NFL. Strong leg, very accurate. Um, and a guy that you should be able to just consider to be reliable, especially at Lucas Oil Stadium where it's, you know, you can close that roof, man, and there's no elements to kind of, you know, play into to the kicking game at all. Should be very successful, especially at home. Um, and I expect him at some point this season for us to have a podcast and be celebrating a walk-off kick from Matt Gay. I really do. I think he's, he's, he's that good. Um, and I think it's vital, especially to a young football team, who just needs to get every single point that is out there on that football field. Um, so I, I, I love the Matt Gay signing. I really do. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, for sure. It'll just be nice from a standpoint of, like, we don't have to worry all the time when the kicker goes out there. Like, will he make it? Will he won't? 50-50 chance. Like, it's nice to know that more than likely he's going to make it um, and you're going to feel confident in that. And you're right. I mean, if this team in a couple of years, Zach, if, if Richardson pans out the way we think he's going to, you're going to have to, and you're going to have to have an elite kicker. Like you're going to have to have that. If you're going to Buffalo, if you're going to Kansas city, like if you're doing that kind of stuff, like that is critical, right? I will never forget Zach, that playoff game against the Buffalo bills. If Rodrigo Blankenship literally nails a chip shot. Don't even get me started on him. I, I can't, oh I can't stand gosh, it. Cody. I can't stand <laughs> just the, the incompetence, but anyway, if he just makes that kick, that game's a completely different ball game, Zach. And so, like, those things, those little things, maybe that people don't really care about, they matter. So I'm good with it. <laughs> I'm good with it. And I don't think we're talking about it enough. Like, yeah, it's not the quarterback. It's not, you know, an elite pass rusher. But it's still important. And so I applaud Chris Ballard for going out there and doing that for probably – you know, his first signing in free agency is to pay a kicker that amount of money. I mean, people were just like, are you kidding me? But like, I mean, I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> if I'm you saw that position for the next few years, thank you. I will take that. So absolutely. All right. Uh, let's move on to the second underrated position group here. And that has to be just the running backs, the running game in general, Zach. I talked about it briefly. I mean, just because of Jonathan Taylor's injury last year, just how this offense was in shambles last year. I mean, 
We all we, have we all just forgotten that Jonathan Taylor led the league in rushing yards two years ago, and not to mention Zach Moss looked pretty good last year in in, in limited action. Right, he had a couple hundred yard games. So I'm I don't know. And also, you finally have a mobile quarterback as well, and Anthony Richardson that can actually you know do some stuff with the RPO game, things you just haven't been able to do the last couple of years. So. I mean, you could really have a dangerous running game, Zach, I think pretty easily with a combination of all these things. And also, you know, going back to the coaching staff, Shane Steichen, we know what he liked to do with Jalen Hurts last year. We know the ways he was able to use all those different running backs in the running back room. And I think those sorts of things, like that position group's probably slept on too much, is just this running game in general. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I really am excited about this running game, Cody. I really am because, you know, you mentioned earlier, people have just kind of forgotten that Jonathan Taylor a couple of years ago was the most dominant. I mean, he led the league in, in yards. He led the league in touchdowns. I mean, he was just incredible that year. Single-handedly, you know, put the New England Patriots on ice, you know, in that game that was just – I'll never forget that run. It just looked like a heat-seeking missile busting out of that backfield to just take off for the touchdown. He's special. Our quarterback has the potential to be incredibly special. And the one thing that I think that we don't think about enough with our team, there's so many dynamic runners in the NFL. You've got a Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, you know, Josh Allen. You could throw some of those guys, Justin Herbert, whatever you want to do. Not any of them have a Jonathan Taylor to hand the football off to, right? Like they're just out there using their legs, but they don't have an all-pro level running back. That is a real serious dilemma if you're a defense and you have to make a decision. Am I going to go for Jonathan Taylor or am I going to go for a guy who is equally as fast and bigger at the, at the quarterback position and Anthony Richardson, which is unbelievable that I'm saying that, um, but you're going to have to make a decision. And then on top of that, you mentioned Zach Moss earlier. I mean, he had a really solid, you know, we had that trade. It was a really nice find by Chris Ballard to get them to throw, not just that draft pick in there, but to get them to throw, you know, a running back back in return. And it's kind of a try before you buy, right? Like we got to see him in kind of an audition. Do we want to bring him back or do we not? And I think he looked definitely good enough to be in that fold as well. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see this running game. And I think it could be possibly one of the most dynamic running games just from a simple standpoint is we're going to need to run the football, right? Like that's one of the easiest ways to not have turnovers, to really, you know, go back to what you were, you know, a couple years ago and being a running football team where you leaned on football teams. And you just knew as a Colts fan, you're going to give the ball to JT. He's going to put this game on ice and he's going to win these games in the fourth quarter and there's nothing they can do to stop them. So very excited about this running game and just what they can do and how creative that Shane Steichen and his team can come together and use these running backs uh, to the, to their advantage. Yeah. It's crazy because like they were doing that with literally not even passing the football like at all. And so it's crazy to me that like literally Anthony Richardson, all he has to do is have some semblance of a passing game formulated and that just makes that running game so much more dangerous. I mean, teams aren't going to know what you – because you can easily, you know, play action over the top it's so easily. And so teams are going to, like, not just fully commit. You're going to be so much more unpredictable if he can show a little bit of that, you know, as well. So there's so much you can do, which is just exciting in itself that, like, 
this offense could be so dynamic in the running game because of all these different players, all these different schemes, all these different situations. So uh, don't sleep, guys, on the Colts running game this year. That's for sure. Um, another position group, Zach, that I think it's really been, I feel like the last five to six years, it's been dragged through the mud for years and years and years. It's the wide receiver group. And I'll just say this, like, I don't think that right now the Colts have a, a, really a guy that's a top 15 receiver. I, I don't know where you stand on Pittman. I think at this point, I don't consider him quite there, but like they have some solid options here, right? They drafted Alec Pierce last year. They drafted Josh Downs. They signed Isaiah McKenzie. They have, you know, Brashad Perriman even. They re-signed Ashton Doolin. So, like, they don't have anybody that's, like, a true number one as of right now. But I feel like the Colts have actually a decent amount of talent, and they've put a decent amount of investment into getting guys, and not just similar players, like guys with different skill sets, right? You got the bigger body, you know, if you, if you use a basketball analogy, the power forwards. Right, you have those type of guys, but you also have the speedsters. You have the Josh Downs, the Isaiah McKenzie. You know some of those guys that can be, you know, do more work in the slot and things like that, and can really make defenses, you know, worry over the top. Right. So you got a combination, I think, a nice kind of complement uh, of wide receivers that really you know, offer different skill sets and can really like make your offense kind of unpredictable and like who do you defend, right? Kind of like we were talking about with the running game is like, who do you defend? Josh Downs can outrun you. Pittman can outjump you, and so can Pierce. You know, that's kind of – it was his big thing last year. Um, so these wide receivers, while, you know, they're not great, I do think people are kind of, you know, just saying, ah, the Colts have a bad wide receiver core. It's not – you know, it sucks, whatever. You know, maybe not – maybe not like local as much, but I feel like the national media is kind of like, yeah, the Colts suck at wide receiver. But I don't necessarily think that's the case at all, Zach. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's you know, all if you put all of the parts together in the pot, you've got one really good group, right? Like you mentioned earlier, you don't have the Debo Samuels, the Tyreek Hill, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins, you know, Devontae Adams. You don't have that guy. However, what you do is you have really, really good talent and depth in one of the points that you brought up that I thought was so good is that every single one of our wide receivers brings a different skill set, right? They have a different layer that they can bring to this football team, which I like. It gives you so much flexibility in games when you want to do in-game adjustments. Love, love, love. Don't like love Josh Downs as the, as a pick in the third round. I just think that kid is – He's unique. He's special. He's one of those guys that's probably just going to be underrated his whole career. But all he's going to do is go out there and just catch the football and produce, move the chains, um, as well as Michael Pittman Jr. in a contract year. Look, I mean, the, the, the debate's always going to be, is he a number one? Is he a number two? We're going to find out probably this year um, what that really comes down to. But that being said, he is a very good football player. Um, he's moved the chains. He's been very reliable. I know he got frustrated at the end of the season. We were losing football games, and it was just like, holy cow, can nobody actually hit me and throw me the football? That being said, he's been very, very productive um, over his young career, as well as I think Alec Pierce showed a lot of potential. I just don't think anybody could get him the football at the end of the season, right? Like, like here's a guy who can stretch the field. He catches the game winner against the Jaguars, and then nobody else – 
you know, Matt Ryan's arms falling off of his shoulder at the end of the season, then you're just going through all of your guys, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, and just no one gets a chance to come out there and really build this chemistry. Well, I think he's now, he's a young guy, going to get a chance to, to work with this young quarterback and build that chemistry. I do like the Isaiah McKenzie. You know, it's just an extra wrinkle if you want to go four wide and have that, you know, over-the-top deep threat. Um, turns out now with, you know, the Isaiah Rogers news, he might end up helping you a little bit, you know, in, in some special teams areas as well. Um, so it might be really vital. They got a really good mix there, Cody. Um, and I do like their wide receiver group. I think they're all capable of doing different things to help this football team win football games and collectively a very good unit. I don't know that they have, you know, obviously the marquee star. However, I do think Josh Downs over a two or three year period might develop into that volume catcher, that 80, 85, 90 catches a year type of guy. Um, It might take over a little bit of that T.Y. Hilton role and become a fan favorite for the Colts. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Uh, lots of young talent there at wide receiver, and we will think we'll, we'll know a lot more. We'll know a lot more at this time next year. So I'm hoping we get a lot more clarity with the wide receiver position. I think there's a ton of talent that nobody's really talking about. So, uh, yeah, that's one that I think is a little bit underrated as well. Um, and I think people kind of threw it under the, rug, under the rug a little bit when maybe quarterback needed to be a little bit more of the blame than maybe people are thinking. So, Yeah, guys, that will do it here for looking at some overrated and underrated positions for the Indianapolis Colts. Zach, thank you, my friend, for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Um, Looking forward, man, if we can get some media credentials being down there. Hopefully you're able to make it this year. I know um, we were able to connect last year a little bit, and that was awesome. And so hopefully we'll be able to do that again this year. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. And, uh, Cody, I think it's going to be an exciting season, exciting season to cover the Indianapolis Colts. And I think that dark cloud that we have over us the last couple of years is starting to see a little sunlight come through now. So, you know, uh, super optimistic and excited for the season to go. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We'll see how many games the team wins, but hey, they have to be better than last year. So uh, we'll have some fun. And thank you so much, man, again. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. As always, guys, go Colts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.